Stop. Put the cat anus away, Nolan. Um, <laughs> this is. Please cut that out. It, that it makes no. Oh, yeah, was, that needs to be it. <laughs> oh. well, that could be the closer every episode. <laughs> I'm just going to. St- put the cat anus want. away, put Nolan. Put the cat anus away, Nolan. <laughs> that just we have no cats, talking. Diane. Welcome back, brave listeners, to episode 14, the season finale of Good Better Quest. We hope you have enjoyed this season and plan to return to continue your lessons with our heroes in the next season. If you have enjoyed the show so far, we ask that you leave us a comment on our social media pages at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Final Plank, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please let us know what you think. We would love to know your thoughts. Season 2 of Good Better Quest will be back in a few months, as we are working on improving the quality and consistency of the show to make it a more enjoyable experience for everyone. However, just because the main show is taking a break does not mean we will stop releasing content. We have released our first Season 2 interlude as a sneak peek of what to expect, but we will be releasing more to get you ready for your next semester. Now, however, sit back and enjoy the Season 1 finale of Good Better Quest. Welcome back to Good Better Quest. I am your Dungeon Master, David Hallman. With me, as always, is all my friends. Hi! So, this is our little season finale, but before we get done, uh, or sorry, before we get to that, Nolan, I don't give a shit what you're drinking because you know what I'm drinking tonight? What are you drinking, David? I'm drinking a Jack and Coke, but it's not Jack, it's Maker's Mark, and it's not Coke, it's Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, (laughs) So that's none of the things. Ew. Yeah. It's brown flavored LaCro- LaCroix or whatever it is. I thought about joking around and being like, but it's not Jack. It's Maker's Mark. And it's not Coke. It's just more Maker's Mark. <laughs> now that, that's a drink I can get behind. That's a pint of Maker's Mark, dog. That's not good. <laughs> y'all, look, I just, I feel like I need to tell y'all this because I feel like it's important and I don't want to jinx this or anything, but, um, like just a second ago, I picked up the two D20s that I planned on using today and just kind of rolling them around in my hand. And I set them down in the tray that I'm going to be rolling them in, and both of them came up with 20. <laughs> Way to use up your two 20s. I just you wasted wait, two 20s. Them. Just you wasted them. them. Just had them well, on my the hand and put them down. Now, and we're yeah. Back. Yeah. Se- season's over. Everyone died. It's all Durak because... implodes and pulls the entire universe into his belly button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically his belly button. Okay. Oh, of course. So, we already did an interlude with Siggy. So, you guys wake up one day. Like, let's say it's it's the day after you guys have completed your task. There's a few things that are going to go down today. One of which is, is you need to turn in the completion form to Master Winterhold. The first thing you notice this morning is Siggy has kind of a brass gauntlet around her hand uh, that she definitely didn't go to sleep with. Can this be like an Igor thing where like it's never on the same hand? Like whenever I show no, up, it's like it's always on the same hand, Nolan. That's the one that you're fucking that's like cursed with a god disease. Like I, come I on. thought your I thought your hand was on the other. Never mind. I mean, maybe we could at least pretend that we're that dumb for you and <laughs> always say that we thought it's, it was on the other one. It's a classic Mel Brooks joke. Well, like, yeah, no, and it's, it's fantastic, work. and we appreciate it, but I'm just trying to make it work in context. You guys awaken. Siggy has a brass hand. Is is anybody going to say anything about that, or, or if not, we'll keep going. I flick it. Derek is still asleep. I feel like Tack would look at it weird, but then kind of move on. <laughs> Huh. Uh, okay. Siggy, Siggy starts wearing a fingerless mesh glove around it. Of course she does. She's fucking wood. <laughs> Durak is still asleep. Or is it like? Oh, of crocheted? course. No, it's it's like a uh, it's like a lifting glove without the fingers. Oh my but god! Mesh. 
Oh, we yeah. should probably let our listeners know that we didn't just recast Damakos. Alan's just sick. Yeah. Doug, what does Durek do? Oh, no, Durek's still asleep, y'all. Oh, okay. Yeah, Durek's a sleepy boy today, and um, that's going to have to play out like that. Siggy walks over to Durek and takes her new metal hand and punches him right in the leg where it dead legs him awake. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. That's good. Durek sits straight up in bed. And uh, and he's and he reaches for his axe, which normally used to be beside his bedroll, but then he remembers that it is hanging on the wall sconce because it is too hot to touch. Yeah, <laughs> and and actually, I think now next to Durak's bedroll is actually probably a mark in the floor <laughs> from where yes. he first set it down. Doug, I don't think we um, we talked about on the podcast what what happened to your axe, other than. Uh, something cool. Do you do you have the uh, thing pulled up, or should I read it? Um, I, I don't want to step on. I don't want to step on this part. This is a Siggy part of the story. I didn't want to step on it. I, I I didn't mean to like jack the. This isn't a Siggy part. Siggy Siggy does not like being late. So Siggy wanted to dead like your sleepy ass up so that we could go and turn in our report and get our goddamn a. Yeah. All right, right on. So um, Durak is kind of glad that uh, that he didn't have his axe beside him. He would have been able to stop before he swung it. I mean, you know. Yeah. However, uh, he sits up. He realizes that it's Siggy that's punched the crap out of him. Finds that hilarious. Gets a good laugh. Puts his fist out for a fist bump. Then notices the brass hand and the fingerless netted glove. <laughs> <laughs> and he considers them for a moment and can't decide which one is weirder. Siggy <laughs> so just wiggles her fingers at him upon noticing. <laughs> He's like, not, not nice hand. I think Damakos goes looking for his gloves just to make sure that she didn't take one of his. <laughs> she absolutely solid. took one of his. I know. He figured that out just now. Yeah. Just now. Any other d- reaction from Durak or? Oh yeah, upon seeing the mark on the floor again for the second time, he um he kind of nudges the bedroll with his foot and sort of drags it over the little the axe-shaped black mark on the floor. So you're going to you're going to tell the cool thing about the axe or shall I? I I'll, I'll read it. I got it pulled up All right, right here. Cool. So Moth enchanted Durak's axe and now it has gone from just Durak's cool axe to Selvatamp. It's been enchanted with hellish fire, and by speaking the weapon's command word, which Durek can make any any word he wants. He's attuned to it, so any word you want can be the command word. Including Ani. It's just fire. It's just fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime he does that, uh, he, he can use a bonus action to do that. The axe becomes engulfed in flame. And uh, the the flames drawn straight from the nine hells. The next melee attack he makes with the axe deals an extra one d eight fire damage. Only fiends are immune to this fire damage. I wrote down on here this feature can only be used once per long rest, but no, I I think if we make it so that every time you uh, you use a bonus action, because that that's that's still something expended, so it, it balances out. It's going to be like a Sailor Moon transformation at the beginning of every fight. Like he does the, yeah, bar. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is how I see it happening, guys. All right, so I'm just going to paint the picture for you. Direct turns to Siggy and says, "Um, you see, I think maybe we've got a little bit of a problem. And he he points over to his axe, which which is very slightly just sort of smoking into the air. There's waves of heat above the axe blade. And um, he goes, uh, uh, Siggs, I think, uh, think i might need you to make me a little uh little cover for that thing so as it don't burn down the whole place siggy walks over to the axe grabs the naked blade with her new metal gauntlet and and hoists it up burning her new knitted glove off of her hand yes you, <laughs> which which is damakos's glove <laughs> so damakos is brushing his teeth and he just stops and the toothbrush falls to the floor. <laughs> Come on, guys. Siggy, uh, it, Siggy takes a closer look, and she looks back to Durak and says, I'll give it a shot, but I think I can do it. Nolan, when when Siggy touches the blade with her brass hand, you know everything about this blade. You know about its features and everything. 
when you touch magic items, once a day when you touch a magic item, you essentially cast the identify spell. It is involuntary. I'm going to touch everything, David. I don't think you understand what you've done. It's once a day. Okay, I'm going to make my touches count. Every morning. I'm going to touch as much as I can. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Essentially, if there's a magic item in front of me now, I'm going to touch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My goal in life now is to just throw things at Siggy first thing in the morning. Hopefully magical (laughs) things. (laughs) So Siggy's going to try and work on a cover for that axe at some point. Artificing! Away! Away! And that other thing that I know. Constructs. And seeing seeing Siggy's bouncing around, ready to get out, get out. Durak uh, takes the axe handle, puts it back in the torch sconce, looks around and goes, uh, "Y'all ready for some breakfast?" I just brushed my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really a question. He's walking out the door. That's fine. No orange juice. As you guys are walking to the feast hall, you see that actually a lot of your fellow classmates are also walking to the feast hall. Is front there? Front is there. I was actually about to say front. Does he still have my bowl? (laughs) Did front enjoy his whispers? (laughs) He, he, he took it. He took it back uh, for you. He actually, uh, he sees you tack and he runs up to you and says, Hey, how did, uh, how did trouble in the forest go? It it was, it was easy. That's fine. (laughs) I mean, it felt like a green one. So whatever. <laughs> well, that's good. We um, in our mission, all the all the how all the pets in the village were getting stole by kobolds, and uh, they were uh-huh. uh, preparing to sacrifice yeah. all the pets in in the village to a black dragon egg. Wow. Uh, to to yeah, they were waiting for it, really? and they were gonna feed the pets while we saved the pets. Oh, good job. Steam is flying out of Siggy's ears upon hearing what that fucking quest was that we turned down. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't was... say anything. She just stews real hard. Yeah, there were like four Kobold masters. Uh, one used Sai a lot, and one of them used nunchucks. Yeah. I became a god. That's what machines. I did. I became a god. So that was my quest. Uh-huh. I became a god. Yeah, we met the Ninja Turtles. That... <laughs> <laughs> it was the gems in disguise. God. <laughs> I'm totally the gems are actually kobolds inside of Ninja Turtle suits inside of gym suits. I'm not fucking with you. That quest involved pets getting stolen by kobolds who were essentially bad versions of the Ninja Turtles. We're sorry. Glad we didn't do that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we fought Fuck. fish. F- yeah. Fish yeah, and, and we crashed an airbase. Anyway, uh, you you guys see uh, Billion Balzarath uh, also comes up to you guys, and he, uh, he says, So... Why do you think the headmaster is calling all of us to the feast hall this morning? So that he can give us our A's. Because we got A's. We gotta we gotta collect our A's. Because we worked hard for our grades, and he wants to present everybody with how good we've done this time. Correct? Yes, thanks. I mean, I no, just assumed it was the end of the semester. Maybe he does like a little hooray in the semester. Do we get to graduate every semester? Maybe? Oh. I don't know, man. Like, I just woke up. He I have might... to be fitted for a cap. You realize that. Like, caps don't just fit this head. Like, I have <laughs> I have to be fitted every time. They have to be custom caps. Yeah, so he uh, he says, that that's a good point. Maybe he wants to congratulate us for passing this year. Uh, some of us better than others. And he... Uh, he ca- he does that thing where he brushes his his fingernails on his plate mail. Oh, so you became a god? Cause cause I did. I became a god. So you became a god. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. Well, I um, who who worshipped you as a god? That's kind of irrelevant. The point is, I was a god. Fish people. 
Fish people, <laughs> fish people. Shut the ah. fuck up, Sigs. So, no one with taste, then. I see. Yeah, still flu. Well, still shot lasers out of my eyes. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, be a little sassy bitch. That's your business. Can anyone get me coffee? I want coffee. You guys don't remember Durak leaving, but he does just reapproach with a big bowl of Fruit Loops and a spoon. And he, and he leans in, and uh, and he leans in to uh, to dude in the arm, and he's like, uh, "Hey, fancy pants, we talking about that time you turned to a god?" <laughs> well, I wasn't a god per se, but back home everyone uh, thinks highly of me. He huffs and walks away. When he does, you guys are finally in the um, the feast hall, Master Winterhold, and and some of the other teachers, Professor Godborn. Professor Baltana, Professor Nedrag, um, you know, some of those people all sitting near him. He stands for an announcement as everyone, you know, gathers their food and sits down. And he says, um, I want to congratulate you for completing your exams. From what I've understood, all of you passed with flying colors. What he, uh, when he says that, everyone begins to cheer, and he says, um, Normally, we would do some sort of points thing with a house cup for each team, but, um, we were accused of giving everyone a trophy, so we've stopped doing that. We, we don't do that anymore. We got many complaints from a, uh, a very loud, booming voice across the cliff from a, uh, a clan of uh, barbarians with very loud, angry opinions. So we will respect the boomers and um, <laughs> not give out participation okay, trophies this year. Uh, anyway, it has come to our attention the artifact known as Mask's Drift Globe has been stolen from the vaults. A thieves' tool that finds its way into some rapscallion's hands, no matter what measures we take. No doubt, a little divine intervention involved either way. If anyone would like to use it now to snuff out the lights and place it in front of me, there will be no consequences. It's needed for a class later today. So Direct looks over it, at Tech. <laughs> he just looks over at her like, "Come on now, Tag. You take that thing." No, I, we just got back. I don't know. I was asleep. But Siggy, what is it? Even like, just whisper. Like, Siggy, what, what's the thing? Siggy isn't paying attention because she's looking at her her lips and looking at her hand and going, "I'ma touch it." Six. Six. <laughs> elbow. 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 <laughs> oh, she wakes up. As this is happening, the torches on the walls instantly snuff out. And for a moment, it's quiet. Master Winterhold says, That's fine. Place it in front of me. I will not punish the perpetrator. Is he about to get murdered? Are we about to have to do a murder mystery episode? No, not this time, but you will have to do one at some point. After after a little bit more, a shadow of a great spider is seen on the ceiling. And it almost looks like it's made of shadow and is is falling from the ceiling onto the ground and, and other students are screaming and the torches come back on with a flick of the headmaster's wrist and he looks around trying to see if anyone is holding the orb in the air or something like that. He says, very well then, have your fun. But if anyone is found with masks drift globe on their person, they will receive a ten day of evening detention. And he sits back down. And it's quiet for a little bit, but then people begin to talk again. Towards the end of breakfast, Master Winterhold approaches you guys and says, I would like to see you in my office at your earliest convenience, um, so that I may um, debrief you on your exam." Was he talking to the four of us? Yeah. Okay, well, Damakos has a rolled-up piece of French toast sticking out of his mouth. 
and Absolutely. kind of looks very confused like me. And then it falls out. He grabs one of the other ones off of your plate uh, as he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, that old man sleight of hand, like, hmm, gonna eat this later. Yep. <laughs> you see my tail come up next to me and then just shake like an angry fist and then roll back down. <laughs> Yeah, no, he just, he takes it, and as he's walking away, he puts it in his in his beard. Saving it for later. Oh, man, like the guy from the Harlem Globetrotters on Scooby-Doo, remember that? He used to pull stuff out of his fro. That's such a cool the ability. I know, beard of holding. He does that. I think he's ready to go talk to him. I, I mean, like, yeah. the, the hardship and bullshit that they had to go through to finish the yellow quest instead of the green quest has Siggy ready to... Have her accolade sung at her and get her grade so that she can write home to mom and dad and tell them she's the smartest, prettiest princess. Guys, I'm going to assume that part of what he wants to talk to us about is he might think that we have this thing that I don't know what it is. I just want to <laughs> confirm nobody has the thing. Nobody had access to a room to like plant the thing on us. I just don't want to get us in trouble right now on accident. I am 100% saying that that's the first thing y'all say that that Tex says when she enters Headmaster Winterholt's office. Oh, no, I was saying that, like, before we went to the office, I was asking them, everybody knows that nobody came into our room, like, please confirm that we're not about to go be liars. Like, we know we don't have it, right? Damakos is still patting himself down. You guys go to uh, Professor Winterholt's office. He actually has four chairs in front of his desk for all of you. I stand. All right. So does Durek. It's just the opposite of real Siggy life. takes the closest one to the desk. Closest one to the desk. What does Durek do? Oh, Durek's standing as well. Okay. So we got two standing. Siggy takes the seat closest to the desk. What, what does Damakos do again? Damakos plops down in whatever tail-friendly chair is available. They are all tail-friendly. No, they have- that's weird. Usually, no, I, usually like, I spend an hour looking for a good chair. He is always thinking of his students. You see, actually, that there is a centaur chair somewhere in his office over to the side. What does that look like? That's just a footrest, right? No, a centaur chair, I imagine, would look like one of those weird ergonomic chairs <laughs> where, like, <laughs> you're sitting on your knee. Like, yeah. yeah. It takes but two of those strapped yeah, together. Yeah, two That's of awesome. them strapped together. So it's it's like the Lisa Simpson chair is is all I can think of. Like that's the kind of chair she sits in. He uh he looks at all of you and he says I had faith that you could accomplish this. And I am very happy to see that my faith was well placed. Normally you would receive a reward of some monetary value given by the quest giver. Since I was the quest giver, you will receive a rather different reward. He opens a drawer in his desk and pulls out four shining coins. If you had said gold stars, I'd have been so pissed. No. <laughs> I'd have been like, well, so you can have mine. <laughs> he says, um, I doubt... That any of you, well, Tack, you may have, have seen money of this value. This is a mithril coin. It's worth 1,000 gold for cleaning up a mess that admittedly I allowed you to make. I am rewarding you handsomely from my personal saving. I'm, I'm with Nolan right now. What does that mess look like? It is a mash <laughs> of poultry and fish just mushed. No, gnarly. no, the me- <laughs> He's talking about when he let you guys go into the forest at night to kill the goblins. Oh, oh, that didn't happen, remember? <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. yeah, totally wasn't us that killed the goblins that got them upset enough to come and talk to Master Winterhold about Yeah going back home. Sometimes I regret killing those goblins. <laughs> Not right now, though. 
<laughs> but he hands each of you one and he says, uh, I would recommend that you visit the bookstore. One of these coins should get you at least one thing out of the, uh, the school store. Damakos raises his hand. Yes, Mr. Carrier. Okay, is it going to be like the book sale that they used to have, you know, back in primary school? Where, like, can I get, like, cool erasers and things other than books? That's not really... I'm not a readist. He kind of chuckles. He says, the Scholastic Book Fair will be here next semester. <laughs> However... Siggy <laughs> stands up on her chair. That's all she does right now. She's just yeah. standing. However... We do offer many more things besides books in the bookstore. I would recommend you visit. You will need to speak to Stella, I believe. She's who handles the things you're looking after. And he says, uh, now you run along to the bookstore. I Siggy have... jumps onto his desk. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh! Siggy shit. walks straight to his big bearded face. And puts both of her hands on his cheeks. Professor Winterhold, you better just ask her about her stupid fucking hand. No. She 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 puts her sizable nose on his sizable nose and goes, What was our grade? Hey. Ah! She falls B. back into her chair. Ah! It was a B. No, I'm kidding. It was an A. You freed a clan of goblins. Like, that's... You You helped a war-torn land. That's pretty big. Siggy, after having a panic attack at hearing B, sits back down, thanks him, and grabs her coin. Just so you know, if you don't get an A, you don't get the money. So just, just keep that in mind for the future. <laughs> If you don't get money, then you might want to think about your grade. It's more of a pass-fail situation. So so it's an A or an F? Yes. Siggy writes that down. All right. He uh, he says, no, if you excuse me, I have another meeting. Oh, uh, Professor Winterfell. Uh, I'd, I'd love... Man, one day... One day it's, I'll get also, it. It's, he's, he's the headmaster. He's not a professor. I also wrote it professor at the Winterhold. top of this page today in the hopes that I wouldn't screw it up. Nope, still did. <laughs> professor Winterfell, hold. Oh my God. Mr. Winterhold. Holy boy. <laughs> it really is not easy for me. Call me Imre. <laughs> we would love to help you find the, um, the thing that you lost. If you can... Uh, Describe it. Do you have a picture of it or describe it to us and we can, we can try to help out with that, maybe? He he casts Minor Illusion and you just see a black glass orb floating in the air. He says, yes, it's Mask's Drift Globe. I, um, I, I think actually, Siggy, in your next artificing class, you were going to learn about it. It's something we kept in the vaults beneath the school. It's an old thieves' tool that takes the light from the surrounding area. It can also cast shadows. It was used primarily to sneak around in the dark, but uh, for a while we actually used it at the Faculty Follies to do puppet shows, shadow puppet shows. Oh, that's that sounds really nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it, you know, if I see it. I appreciate yeah. it. If we find it, uh, could, could we keep it? Please don't. <laughs> I, I, we kind of need it for a class today, so if you find it today, that, that would be great. But I don't expect you to. Derek looks around like, come on guys, I had to try. <laughs> Not everything's a reward, Derek. Come on, come on, let's go buy some things. Yeah, yes. And he says, all right, now, please, seriously, I, I have another appointment. Clip clop, please come in. And there is a, a centaur at the door. Yes. I hang out to see what Cherry uses. He stands. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the satisfaction. So uh, you guys are going to head to the bookstore? Yes. All right. All right. So you guys reach the uh, the bookstore. 
it's a little more crowded than you've seen it in the past because, you know, other people, I think, are, are getting their things. What you see is a few dogs running around in this place. Um, one of them looks like a brown pit lab mix. Want to touch the puppy. <laughs> there's there's one that's that's got his nose underneath a shelf. He, he's a white, curly-haired mix of a King Charles Cavalier and a Bichon Frise. The, these are real dog breeds. If I if I touch the dog, will I learn dog since they're magical? You You've get touched this something. once a day. Once a day. You already used once it. Once a day. Write it the fuck down, Nolan Elizabeth Lacey. I keep hitting my fucking table and it's making the thing. I'm sorry. My middle name's Elizabeth, so could we not? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Stop. I... I fucking regret this gauntlet already. <laughs> Just wait till I bring my construct in in season two. Oh, God. Anyway, sitting on the desk that the Bichon Frise King Charles Cavalier has his nose under is a golden Shiba Inu, it looks like. And he, he's looking at a book. He's got a bow on his back. He actually looks up from his book... To see you guys, he opens his mouth and speaks common. And he says, Moo! Hi, yes, come on in, come on in. What can I help you with? Siggy is so completely conflicted about not going up and touching the dog because she wants to be polite, but every single fiber in her body is telling her to go and touch this dog and pet it and give it all the scritches because it's talking and it's the goodest boy. He looks at all of you and says, and uh, looks at his book. He, he keeps looking up and looking down, and he says, "Yeah, so let me see here. Uh, Durak Ironhide, Siggy Widgets, Damakos Carrion, Tack, no surname. Okay. Welcome to the bookstore. I am D'Artagnan. You may call me Dart if you like." What brings you in today? What what can I get for you? Scholastic book fair. Jurek is distracted. He is he is keenly watching these other two dogs, uh, and 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 feels a sort of curiosity and uh, a, a sort of magnetism uh, toward these dogs uh, that he hasn't felt since he was a little tiny baby half orc. Uh, you know, running running around with the puppies in the village and whatnot. Do don't say, Doug. Do. Do it. Do do what you want. Don't don't just tell me. Do it. What what what's he doing? No, all right, all right, all right cool, cool, cool. So Derek is keenly watching these two, um, these these two other dogs, and he's trying to figure out whether they talk or not. Um, and he just can't help himself. Um, he he takes a knee and uh and and like does the uh you know the the sort of universal you know snappy finger tap the knee sort of thing, uh specifically in the direction of the 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 Labrador mix. All right. That one runs up to you, and he says, I would like scritches, please. Do you oh, have Durak the scritches? Obliges. I'm a Roka boy. For certain, for certain. And also, just so you know, I, I, um, I took a, a plus one. I took a proficiency in, um, in the animal handling skill as part of my leveling up. Um, so just keep that in so, mind. So you don't even <laughs> actually have to pet it. You just like rub your hand around it like an inch off of it, and then the leg starts to go crazy. Like you got this. <laughs> yeah, d- no, Derek. Derek gives him some good, some good scratchings, like right behind the ear. He's definitely into it. As you're scratching him, you see that his collar has. Uh, actually, sorry. You you see that he's wearing a small necklace of animal bones and teeth, specifically, and uh, on his paws appear to be kind of bracers. That have uh, like around around the forearm of his paws that have uh, uh, spikes, metal spikes. I swear to God, David, if you just made the pit bull mutt a fighter dog, I am going to fly to Texas and murder you, Nicole. It's better than it's. He's not just a fighter. He's a barbarian. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Doc, damn it. <laughs> Dart, Dart sees uh, Durak petting this, this dog, and he says, Oh, Miles is at it again. All right, well, yes, that's, uh, that's Miles. He kind of helps our, you know, our, our customers get around. And as, as he's, you know, continues to talk, the little, the little white dog underneath him with his nose under the desk starts to kind of whimper. And, and he says, Douglas, please, please, I'm trying to work, Douglas. Douglas just kind of puts his nose out and looks up and he says, Ball. Oh, the look on your face is what really made me like feel sick like that. <laughs> Siggy minor illusions a ball. Siggy minor illusions a ball, but, but Doug looks at the ball and he says, no, not the ball. She, she holds it like she's going to fake throw it. He puts he puts his nose back under the desk, and Dart says, "Don't even try." He's a cleric of ball, and um, ah. can can I he, use this to purchase a ball? Not all of he, this, no, but some of this. No, to buy a ball? he's he Dart Dart hears you say that, and he says, "Honestly, his holy symbol is underneath the desk. If you can reach it, I can't." But if you can reach it for him, I'm sure he'd be appreciative. Siggy falls onto her knees and crawls under the desk to grab the holy symbol. Give me a sleight of hand check. Uh, it's a nine. Nine? Yeah. You, uh, man, you're just shy of it. You just, you can't get it. But <sighs> Doug is, is definitely nudging you while you're doing it. He says, ball? Let me ball? try. All right. Scoot All right. over. Scoot over, Siggs. You, you are not four foot nothing and can easily reach it. <laughs> so you reach it, you get it. It is a plastic green ball with runes all around it, and it is moist. He looks, his face lights up, and he looks up at you. He says, Ball, ball, please. Please, ball. Ball. Ball, please. Ball. Ball, please. Okay. I'll give you the ball, but you need to be very careful. Don't let it roll underneath the desk again, okay? First, she's going to hold it up above her head. First, promise you won't let it go under the desk. You need to keep your special ball safe. God damn it, I heard it after I said it. Give me give me a charisma saving throw real quick. So, in case anybody's wondering while she's doing this, Damakos is not phased by talking dogs. His his <laughs> visits to Uncle Bilal's house, like, he's seen some shit. So, like, a talking dog is like, meh. I got a 14. You, as you're holding this ball up, Doug, like, jumps up a little bit and puts his paws right on your legs and he looks up and he has the saddest face and you just you he has charmed you god damn it doug I yeah the ball. he 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 catches it and he um he tosses it in the air and catches it again and he puts it right back under the goddamn desk he places it at his feet and he smiles and looks up at you and says, Ball is life. Ball is life, Doug. Dart looks at you guys and says, Thank you, I I appreciate that. Um, what are you here for? Are you here for books? Are you here for equipment? Are you here for... Siggy takes her coin out and puts it on the desk. What can that get us? Holy shit. A mechanical pencil? Two mechanical pencils? A new journal? A set of yikes pencils. Um... <laughs> Dart Dart says, "I know where you're gonna want to go." Um, Miles, can you um, escort our, our students here to the uh, to the locked area? And Miles 
is very happy. He's wagging his tail. And he's I can guide him over there. I I I can take him over there. Follow me, you guys. Follow me. I'm a I'm a real good I'm a real good leader. Follow me. Durak gives him a like a like a real like hearty pat on the flank and says, "Good boy, let's go." Yeah, he's he's I am a good boy. He starts walking, kind of running, and and when he gets. Uh, ahead of you guys, he stops and he looks behind you and he wags his tail and he leads you guys to the back of the store where there is a uh, a, a little Scotty-looking dog uh, with white and black fur and she is wearing a black leather vest, almost like a, a studded leather armor. Miles says, Stella can take care of you. Yeah, she'll, she'll take real good care of you. I gotta go back up to the front now i have a question are these dogs they're quadrupeds right they're not they're not bipedal correct okay yeah that made doug patting him on the flank a lot less creepy that he was on (laughs) 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 if he was bipedal and he smacked his ass (laughs) you got this buddy it 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 got weird (laughs) (laughs) the whole time i was thinking bipedal You guys are are here at this desk, and uh, on the wall are all these really cool-looking items, like a hat and a um, a cool necklace, all all sorts of of neat-looking things. Stella looks up at you and she says, "Hi, I am Stella, the dog. What do you want from me?" I have this coin. We all have this coin. What can we do with it? Well, our own coin. That is much like that coin. She looks at it, she sniffs it, she licks it, she says, Oh, that's much money. Um, I will give you one thing. I have lots of swords, and she, she looks at the shelf, and there is not a goddamn sword on this shelf anywhere. None of these things are swords. Aww. And she says, I got I got this sword and this sword. And you can have it, but each coin is only worth one sword. Siggy walks over to the dog and gives her a little gives her a little pet on the head. No! No touch! Oh. Siggy grabs Tamora's favor. It's behind the the counter on a shelf. She reaches for it. She she nips at your hand. She says, No! No touch! Can I try it on? Can I, can I try it on? She, she jumps up. She like leaps with incredible, almost cat-like grace up and grabs Timora's favor. Timora's favor is a tiny sword, a ring to be worn on your finger. Once a day, you can make an ability uh, roll with advantage. She's got it there holding it before you. It, um... It, it'll magically fit to your hand. You're, are you holding it with your fucking gauntlet hand? Oh, I am holding it with my gauntlet hand. You do not identify it. <laughs> so that I might place it onto my other hand. She snatches it back out of your hand. She says, must pay. I, I put the coin on the, I put the coin on the desk. She gives you, she gives you the ring, takes the coin and, and puts it underneath the counter. She says, what else? Can you tell me what true strike is real quick though? On your next turn, you gain advantage on your first attack roll against the target, provided that this spell hasn't ended. I want that. The sword of vig- the sword of vigilance. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> the sword of vigilance. Hell right? yeah! Hell yeah! She. Uh, it's it. The sword of vigilance, a long flowing sword, a cloak. The bear may cast true, true strike once per day. The bear gains plus two to their passive perception. Um, so she gets that. It's either going to be that or the wizard hat. So I'm pretty much thinking that. Oh, no. I All right, good. Because those are the two I was looking at as well. And I got to tell you, in role play, Durak is standing there near the shelf. And he is utterly transfixed <laughs> by this wizard hat. <laughs> and I'd like, to de- I'd like to describe it. I'd like to describe it if I may. Um, it is the um, dancer's wizard hat. Can I describe the look for the role play, or are you going to tell me what it looks like? You can, dude. If you have an image in mind, tell me. Okay, look. Here's the thing. This is imagine a imagine just a full on cartoon Gandalf hat. Okay. <laughs> See, I was hoping more like the Mickey Mouse and Fantasia kind of hat. Hold on. Let him. Let him have this. Let him have this. <laughs> All right. Hold up. So which one? 
Which is the one? What's the Fantasia hat look like? Let me just it's, look. Hold on. Got, I, yeah, I, I trust your instincts, no brim, Nico. And it's a traffic cone. Oh my god! It is blue okay, with okay, white okay, stars. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> then that's what's up. Then that's what's up. Okay, okay. All right. So okay, this is what happens. Derek is standing there, and it takes him a minute before he realizes he thinks it's a he thinks it's a a, a bag that tapers on one end, <laughs> like a really like a really deep bag, and then he realizes it's a hat, and he imagines himself. In this fancy, fancy hat. <laughs> and he thinks to himself, well, goddamn, won't I be the cock of the walk? And, <laughs> and without any further, like, discussion, he pulls the coin out of his pouch, places it on the shelf, takes the, uh, takes the hat off of the shelf, puts it on. And for a mo- one proud moment, it stands straight, and it is purple, and it is velvet, and it is embroidered with golden stars. And then it kind of tilts and falls backwards and falls sort of down the back of his head, down his neck. And now he is wearing it on his head, but it's kind of dragging in the back a little bit. It, it look- So he looks like he's wearing a giant sleeping cap yeah, with stars yeah, yeah. on it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like the hat Link wears, it goes. Oh, but long, but but longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like the the, the tip of the the tip of the uh, the hat uh, is like it it touches at least to his belt in the back. It's a windsock. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. So let's go ahead. And, I, let's go ahead and establish that. I love this so much. I I love the idea that actually also with your animal handling and these dogs, you when you place the coin on the on the counter stella just watches which one you're going for nods she picks up the coin and uh puts it under the the shelf and she looks at you and she says that looks real good on you it's a good fit Derek has rarely been more proud than he is <laughs> damicus tosses his coin he misses the table she catches it she oh she catches God. it like that's not what he wanted he wanted to hit the floor behind her good girl She's quick. All right. Well, she's a rogue. Grabs the the Braverman cloak, the taunting blade of Falco Braverman. Yeah, I already so talked about this one. Yeah, he takes it, kind of flicks it out to get the wrinkles out. Then his tail whooshes, and his his duster opens up, and he quickly ties it around his waist, just from the waist down, and it's just in the back, <laughs> underneath his duster. Oh my god. He's got an image to uphold. You guys saw those abs too when he did that? They were gorgeous. Yeah. Full 90s kid. Did we actually go over what the sort of vigilance is? Because I know I was talking about Braverman and then I went, by the way, what's True Strike? (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it's a a long flowing sword, a cloak. The bear may cast True Strike once per day. The bear gains plus two to their passive perception. Yeah, I talked about that. Stella looks at all of you and says, thank you for your business. You are, please come again at some point when you have more money. I will take it. Thanks, Stella. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, Stella. Bye. Before before y'all go, she she looks at Durak uh, for scritches. Oh, Durak obliges uh, heartily, and uh, and 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 also um, a- as he as he completes the scritches, his hand sort of absently pulls the floppy part of the hat over his shoulder, and he strokes it like a puppy dog, <laughs> like like a fucking ponytail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Durak's never really had hair. This is just what he's always wanted. It's like a velvet ponytail. <laughs> so you guys have bought your things. It's the end of the semester and, you know, you are going to get some time off. You're going to get some time to chill. And uh, as you guys are, you know, walking back to your dorm or, or maybe to the tavern, as you guys are walking out, I, I think your characters would probably want to go by the drunken kettle. And as you're walking outside, uh, you see it, it begins to snow. And it's nice, considering all the shit that you've been through this past semester, 
it's really nice to just be outside on a really nice cool day uh, like today. As you enter the warm tavern, you see the bartender right there, saw you coming up, and on the bar are four bowls of stew just for you. And that's where we'll end for now. And we will pick this back up in season two, but we will have little uh, little interludes of uh, of everyone. I guess I guess I'll work on my levels on the first episode of season two since we already did my interlude and we didn't do my levels, David. Yep, we'll we'll deal with it. No. <laughs> All right. Other than that, thank y'all very much for uh, for listening. I have been your Fungin Master, David Hallman, and I look forward to killing you next season. Get get rid of the cattiness or whatever it is. <laughs> no, don't put that in there. <laughs>